For anyone who has had a period or knows someone who has a period, I don't know if you know this little secret that we all have a stash or had a stash of underwear that we just wore during our periods. Either they were bigger because, you know, maybe we were bloated and they were more comfortable or we were concerned about leaks so we didn't want to wear, you know, our fanciest underwear. Well, now there are companies, Thinks being the leader, that have created a whole new category of period underwear and have totally redefined what we mean when we say that. So say goodbye to your granny panties or your huge tidy whities if you will, and say hello to this brand new category of menstrual underwear. Rachel, I am so pleased that we are having the opportunity today to speak with Tony Brannigan. She is the lead content editor at Thinks, which is a truly iconic and uh, groundbreaking brand of period menstrual underwear. So full transparency here, I am a huge fan of the Finks brand of menstrual underwear. I also am a medical advisor to the company for all things period in the gynecologic realm. Welcome to the business of the V. Hello, friends and colleagues. I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck. And I'm Rachel Braunschirl. Each week, we bring you the most fascinating investors, inventors, entrepreneurs, academics, and healthcare practitioners who are making things happen in women's sexual and reproductive health. If you are a woman, know a woman, have a business, or care about your V health and wellness, fasten your seatbelts and listen in to another informative and inspiring episode. So welcome, Tony, and it's a pleasure to have you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I have to say, I'm so excited to speak to you. So when I uh, was doing the research for um, the book that I wrote, one of the first interviews I did was with the founder of Thinks, and, and the book is really about the intersection of business growth and companies in this space. So it's nice to reconnect with Thinks in that way. I thought first and foremost, it would be important for our audience to really understand the concept of menstrual underwear and thinks in general and the technology. So can you tell us a little bit about the product and the demographics that you're trying to serve with it? Yeah, of course. So thinks is washable, reusable underwear that can absorb your period. Uh, yes, it really works. It can completely replace tampons and pads, and it actually has the capacity, our most absorbent styles have the capacity to hold up to five tampons worth. But yeah, so every pair has signature built-in technology that's not just super absorbent, but moisture wicking. Uh, obviously, I've looked at the website. I see patients all day, every day, and uh, you know, people are are, are very happy with the idea of menstrual underwear. And I think probably the technology is complex, but uh, for the user, it's quite easy. Tell us a little bit about how the community um, manages that, you know, ick factor of sitting in your menstruation. Does it wick everything away? Tell us a little bit about the user experience, if you could. Yeah, so we definitely get a lot of questions about whether or not the product will feel gross. Um, I can personally attest that it really doesn't. Um, I love wearing them. They're so comfortable. 
they're really the nicest underwear I own. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, because of the technology, there's a component that is odor wicking. Uh, I mean, that's uh, odor controlling. So that alongside the moisture wicking component um, keeps you know you feeling dry. It doesn't necessarily the part that's closest to you doesn't um, feel wet. Tell us about how you're educating the community about menstrual underwear, but also just about menstruation and uh, women's health in general, because I know you have a big reach. Yeah, so I manage our blog Periodical, which is a bi-weekly publication about periods, but also vaginal health, um, reproductive health, um, a, a lot of different topics um, that basically people don't necessarily want to talk about. That's what we like to explore. Um, besides selling underwear, it's nice to give people this place where um, they can just really join our community and get to know our brand outside of using our products, um, especially if they haven't gotten a chance to use our products. Um, it's nice for people to get to know us um, while they're, you know, sort of thinking about it. So I've been through the, um, the wars as things has with the struggle to get access to media channels and, and get your message heard. And I know that this history uh, is part of the history of things, but also part of the fabric of the company. Share some background on the issue with um, the subway advertisements and for people who talk about this stuff all day, explain to others why there's a problem talking about periods. Yeah, so in 2015, we launched our first subway campaign which was initially rejected by the MTA. Uh, the ad featured uh, grapefruits and egg yolks and other imagery to represent periods um, and vaginas. And basically um, that campaign sort of like made Thanks itself so popular. Um, I wasn't at the company at the time. Um, I was actually in college at New in New York City. Um, and I remember, you know, riding the six up to school and just seeing those ads. And it honestly really inspired me um, to join this space um, to really find, you know, a career in something that could produce those types of ads. And what was the result? Uh, I remember speaking to um, the founder back in the day that that was one of the many, many times that the company went viral um, as you were growing. So the ad got rejected. Uh, and the fight to get it approved was, is that right? What brought the company to prominence and, and got it a fair amount of media attention? Yeah, so it's definitely safe to say that people still aren't really comfortable talking about periods um, and having periods featured in advertising campaigns. It's really still something that we deal with today. Uh, our most recent TV campaign was also rejected by a few networks for featuring stains on the couch. Um, but that's just something that we're still gonna to continue to try to change the conversation around. So with that in mind, uh, you guys have been pretty groundbreaking in your advertising and bold in terms of your representation, the diversity of people represented, the diversity of backgrounds and body types. And I particularly enjoyed the ad that was done in 2019 about what would the world like if, uh, what would the world be like if men could menstruate, which really changes the discussion. I understand that you have some more TV ads planned for this year. What can people look forward to in terms of breakthrough um, barrier breaking messages in your advertising? I think it just all, go, uh, it, sorry, it all goes back to that people just aren't comfortable talking about periods yet. Um, it's just a space that hasn't really had any innovation 
in a long time. And that's definitely something that thinks has been working to correct. In terms of our ads this year, um, we've been making huge initiatives to educate people about our products, which might seem simple. But when it comes down to it, period underwear is still sort of something that people maybe don't know if they want to switch. Do people usually learn about period care um, from their parents? They use what their mother used, whether that's pads or tampons, and making the switch to period underwear just requires a little bit extra education. Um, last year, we made over 500 online ads about product education, and we're just going to do even more this year. Yeah, you know, I see in my practice that it takes a little while for women to trust period underwear, you know, I, because it's a newer concept, although not that new anymore. Um, and I have seen people, you know, really discuss that they double up. So they'll use menstrual underwear with a tampon or menstrual underwear and maybe a pad, especially if they're, you know, have a heavy flow day. Do you intend for this to replace uh, tampons and pads or do you see it being used alongside or just what, what's, the, uh, what's the goal? Yeah, I mean, the intention behind Thinks is really to just provide more options for people with periods. So it really is whatever works for the user. Um, we always like to say, get to know your flow. Um, so you know what's best. Um, Thinks itself can hold uh, our most absorbent styles hold up to five tampons worth so that it can completely replace disposable period product. I personally just use Thinks on my own, um, but they can really be used in tandem with cups. We hear a lot of people say that um, to cut down on plastic waste. Of course. And, you know, it's very interesting to see that there's also, you know, a postpartum variety, because after all, these are women who are given instruction not to insert anything vaginally when they are immediately postpartum. And, you know, let's face it, they're likely going to have bleeding for a couple of weeks. So it is surely that comes in handy. Um, are you able to speak at all to the other uh, side of your product uh, range, which is for, you know, urine leakage? Is that something that you also write about? Yeah, so we actually have a sister blog to Periodical called Forward, uh, which is where we talk about pelvic health um, and the topics about um, bladder leaks for our Speaks audience. Yeah, because I think that if we think period talk is taboo, incontinence talk is like absolutely taboo uh, and really people don't like speaking about that. So are you finding it a lot harder to bring that uh, subject to the forefront of readers' minds? Is that something that's even more difficult and challenging? Yeah, so what we've actually found is that the people who use our Speaks underwear, which absorbs light to moderate bladder leaks, it's very similar technology to Thinks. Um, they love our content. Um, they're a very engaged audience. Uh, there is very, uh, yeah, like as you said, periods are such a taboo subject, bladder leaks even more so. Mm -hmm. There is such a lack of, you know, uplifting sort of kind-hearted content about those topics. And I think that, you know, our blog and its success really shows that people are looking to read about those things. Thinks was, you know, one of the first, if not the first, to create this category around period underwear. Now there are a number of other players uh, in the game. What do you say differentiates or will continue to differentiate Thinks from new entrants into the category that this company essentially created? Here's today's hot flash. So what is a normal menstrual flow anyway? How much do women bleed? Newsflash, women bleed approximately six tablespoons of blood per cycle. That's five to 80 milliliters that leave your body as menstrual blood per month. 
Yeah, so we're the leader in the period underwear space with over 70% of the market share. And we do see new competitors um, almost every day. Um, but that is actually something we welcome because like I said, like period underwear isn't necessarily something that people reach for. Uh, for the most part, people's are still reaching for tampons and pads. Um, and period underwear, I, I obviously love it, but it, we really just want it, want people to see it as a viable option comparable to tampons and pads. And that's what, what we see competition as, like people, you know, creating more awareness for our product as well. And as part of creating uh, the conversation or catalyzing the conversation, I've spent a lot of time in my work you know, focusing on creating a conversation and providing a vocabulary, uh, which it sounds like uh, you wrote a whole book about. So could you tell us a little bit about the vagina book, what, what it's about, of, other than the obvious implication of the title and what the intent of it is? Of course. So the vagina book came to be after our publisher Chronicle reached out to us to create this resource about periods, about vaginas, based on our existing content. So I had the opportunity to go through our blog and basically pick up our greatest hits um, and organize them into this excellent resource, if I do say so. We worked with some amazing folks. We partnered with an OBGYN, Dr. Jen Conti, who provided medical oversight um, and actually uh, wrote her own articles um, because we wanted to include the perspective of a practicing OBGYN. Um, we also got some amazing essays from some wonderful people like Latham Thomas and Roxanne Gay um, and Blair Imani, um, just really excellent people, just sharing stories that they probably aren't typically asked to share. For people who don't know who those names are, who aren't living in the space, can you provide a little bit of context? Oh, of course. Um, they're, <laughs> um, they were really just uh, folks that I actually um, respect myself, which was really exciting to get to work with them. Blair Mani is an activist and Roxane Gay is a prolific feminist writer and Latham Thomas is a celebrity doula and activist in the space as well. So if people want to learn more about not only the Thinks and Speaks products, but about the book and about uh, education in the, in the space of menstrual health, where, where can they get further information? I would love to say check out our blog, uh, not just because, of course, I write for our blog, but I also meticulously research all of our content um, alongside um, some of our amazing writers in-house and also a great team of freelance writers. Um, our content has medical oversight from an excellent panel of doctors. Dr. Dweck is one of those amazing doctors. That research is reflected in all of our content. Um, we're never going to tell people what to do about their bodies. We're just here to educate. Um, and I also link back to a lot of my sources um, and spend a lot of time sort of trying to contextualize maybe more scientific topics that you know, people might not read the whole, you know, people might not read the whole study, but I would like to provide a space where it's like a little bit more in layman's terms. Well, little fun fact and uh, kudos to you because uh, in 2012 or so, I wrote a book called V is for Vagina, and I had a lot of trouble getting traction with it because people were so put off by the word vagina in the title that the media was very uh, shy about the uptake. So uh, kudos to you for getting the word out and using uh, the proper anatomic terms for uh, their uh, appropriate places. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much. This has been great. You're welcome.
Don't forget, subscribe to our podcast at businessofthev.com for the latest trends and trendsetters in women's health and business.